Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, everyone. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Is that a song? She looks like she's about to snap for me. Hi, I'm Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara Beauty Podcast. I guess I can't carry a tune. She was a song. Just, just for some context, she is holding her mic today, so I think she feels like a recording artist. Is that what's going on? And I have big headphones. Yeah. Just a shoulder shimmy away from stardom, yeah. Jess. That's yeah. you. <laughs> it's so weird. Simon Cowell never uh, picked me. It is weird. Wow, we missed you. The fam missed you. I missed all you guys. I missed each and every one of you when I was unplugging and not thinking about my daily responsibilities. Well, in your honor, I I like re-edited two episodes and I was like, I channeled you and I did Linda Evangelisa and Cindy Barshop. I was like, can we get, this are two sides of Jess's personality in an interview. Am I right? <laughs> I, I like to think I have more than two sides. But I just felt like those were like, <laughs> if I were Jess, which interviews would I want to revisit? Those were great. I thought those were really good times. And I really want to think that we were ahead of the curve on the Linda Evangelista. I don't want to say resurgence because she never went away in my mind. Then I'll everyone's talking with Linda again. And it was like, literally like Linda was Hanging out in the stewed. I, I, I get annoyed when people are like, oh my God, the return of the Superman. No, it's like they never went away. Would you put them in a closet and then bring them back out? No. No, we're, they we're never interested left. always. But lest <sighs> you think we're always looking backward with fat mascara. Oh, oh. We are firmly planted in the future. 
Yes. Yes, we are, especially today. Jess and I are so excited for this interview. Future is now. The future is now. We have Inez Alpha. Okay. She's the 3D makeup artist based in Paris. And if you're like, what the heck is that? Well, that's why you should listen to this podcast. <laughs> in essence, she's a digital artist working on enchanted and fantastical versions of reality. But the main body of her work is a 3D makeup series. It's where she pushes the boundaries of makeup and beauty using 3D software and augmented reality. Can I just say something? Can of say course. Something? Okay, because I'm, I'm so into it. It is your podcast also. I know I had like <laughs> the power for two weeks while you were away, but yeah, back no, okay, to you, yes, Okay, scooch over, scooch over. What I love about her is she really blends... Yes, beauty is her thing, but it's kind of like not just beauty. It's like she's about bringing the fantasy. When you talk to her, when you sit here for this, you're going to see, understand it's about fantasy worlds and reality coming together. And it's not just like a bunch of buzzwords. It's like she's actually making it happen and you can wear it on your face. You can wear it in your virtual world. And to me, if you're inspired by beauty because it's an escape this is the one for you. If you don't, if you're not into beauty in a like, oh, I want to look like Kylie Jenner kind of way, if that's not your kind of beauty steez, okay, then Inez is your girl. So if you're not into the K beauty, the Kardashian of it all, then yeah, okay, that makes sense. Wow, that was a roundabout logic, but I see what you're saying, yes. If you're into beauty as a mode of expression and art. Dare you say storytelling? storytelling and escapism, <laughs> this, I think, is the one for you. Absolutely. And technology. Yeah. And, and, oh, absolutely and, uh, technology. Yeah. Some of the software programs that she uses, not the ones that make Snapchat filters and things, but the ones that are the same ones that are used by CGI, post-production video artists out in Hollywood. This is really cool. Anyway, we're very excited to have her. Just for a little more background, she has collaborated with brands like Nike, H&M, Dior, Selfridges, and others. And she's currently the global creative e-makeup artist for Prada Beauty, and we'll let her explain what that means. So are you ready to get into it? I'm so ready. Okay, let's do it. All right, so Inez, you are a 3D makeup artist. You are the first 3D makeup artist we've ever had on Fat Mascara. Can you explain what that actually means? Well, first, thanks for having me, the first uh, <laughs> digital makeup. I'm very flattered. I've, it's my first time on a beauty podcast, so it means a lot to me because it means that it's real, like it's real, really related to makeup. It's, just, it's not just me in my head thinking it's cool and it can be a thing. It's approved by the beauty community. <laughs> it's very approved. It is FM approved for sure. Thank you so much. So, sorry, then I, for I forgot about your question now. Oh, it's fine. Okay, I'll, I'll repeat the question. So, what exactly is a 3D makeup artist? How you would define it? I can define it very simply by saying that it's makeup, but in 3D, meaning it's makeup, so a tool that you can use to transform yourself and your face, but using digital softwares. So, either... CGI to do hyper-realistic video or augmented reality. So makeup using tech, basically. So it lives online. So I'm trying to explain it like we are all Luddites from 1940s. But, but, the, <laughs> but, but the thing is, this is a new thing. I don't think anyone should feel simple for not understanding what it is because this is not something that most people use or wear. This is something that just lives 
on the interwebs, right? Like we're not walking around with this right now, right? This is not just yet. online. Not yet. Yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> so what does that mean? So even right now, it doesn't necessarily live online. Like, of course, if you're talking about augmented reality face filters, it definitely lives on social media. Okay. But if you're talking about adding 3D elements on people's faces using CGI, which is computer imagery, it, it can be on a video that you exhibit in a gallery or that you display at an event. And even talking about augmented reality, we can imagine like events, runway where people could wear those digital adornments on their face, but you can't see people yet wearing them on their actual face, like physical face, you have to have a screen still for now. For now. Okay. Okay. But maybe like in 50 years, we might be walking around. Maybe less. Like when you see the advance, the progress of the Apple Vision Pro, Meta has released also um, a, the, their new Quest. You can see augmented reality with your own eyes using the headset. Snapchat is working on augmented reality glasses. So for now, they don't have a face tracking implemented in their technology yet. But as soon as you can have face tracking in their headsets or AR glasses, we will be able to see people wearing AR makeup in the streets, which I'm so excited about. And you could project that on them with your own lenses, or perhaps there's a way like Bluetooth enabled that they tell anybody walking towards them, put this filter over my face. So they can be presented the way they want to be presented. Yeah, I wonder how it will function. I'm sure there there might be some, like you would, you would need to connect to a certain social media or metaverse, like virtual environment, where if you see people that enables the localization from their phones, you will be able to see them if only you are friends with them. I mean, it might work similar to social media. So if you bump into a friend and your friend on VR, I mean, AR Instagram, then you will see them wearing the digital makeup they wanted to wear this day. That might be something like this. Which could have been something an artist like you has created, right? Yeah, totally. How does that creative process work? And maybe the production process, if you're doing 3D makeup for a video or for a filter on Snapchat or Instagram or somewhere? It depends. Of course, if I'm working on a personal project, I might not necessarily sketch or do research prior to 3D modeling, which when I do commission work, like when I work with clients, I'm going to need to show them mood boards like you would do for any commission work with brands or when you work in advertising. And, and I used to work in advertising, so I know a little bit how it works and I want my client to be happy and to not have surprises by the end of the production of the filter. So I always show a variety of propositions so they can choose the best ideas, the best concept that they want. And then we'll start, I mean, of course, I will show sketches. And then I will start the 3D modeling, working on the materials, the look, the animation, and then implement everything in augmented reality and step-by-step step show the process to them. And when I work for personal projects, sometimes I just 
dig into my software and see where it leads me. Sometimes I just want to try a new plugin or a new feature in my software or just something that I have I've never experimented with before. When you say my software, you didn't create the software, right? Yeah, yeah. When I say my, it's just the software that I use, which is uh, Cinema 4D and Spark AR or, or Lens Studio for augmented reality. I don't know. Maybe you were a computer programmer. Just checking. These are not software tools that I'd imagine most beauty influencers or beauty fans who are listening to this show are probably super fluent in. I'm just going to take a, a, a wild guess, okay? Your background, you were in advertising, but you were also doing some stuff with music. So when I was researching you, you were doing a music video with an artist called Pantero666, and you were working on a music video. You were creating some art for his music video, and there's like really funny, cool little creature. It was like a little kind of like futuristic fantasy pet, this like little cyber, silky, liquid, awesome pet. It was like iridescent, and it was like very fantastical. And it looked like the beginnings of a lot of the filters that you end up doing for your beauty filters. Tell me about that evolution. So I'm a self-taught person. I've learned everything by myself, thanks to people uploading tutorials on YouTube. There's like tons of resources. You can learn anything now. So while I was working at the advertising company, I started doing those video clips for fun because it just brought me joy and pleasure to do something artistic and more personal on the side. So at the advertising agency, you weren't responsible for doing tech animation. That was not your world. Like you no, were no. just doing all that tech stuff just for fun. Yeah, exactly. I, I was, uh, I used to be an art director. So I was doing mockups in, in Photoshop, basically, and doing concepts for campaigns. Mm -hmm. And when I started learning, I immediately was keen on adding 3D elements to our physical world, like enhancing the physical, our physical reality with 3D element. Sometimes I think that I was doing that in a way of escaping our reality because sometimes it can be pretty sad and dull. <laughs> but it's also a way of making our physical world and the, the video you're talking about we were in Montenegro which is like a magnificent country and the landscapes where we made the video were really beautiful it's a really beautiful video yeah thank you <laughs> thank you really recommend Montenegro it's it's really beautiful so it's just a matter of like enhancing this reality celebrate it making it more captivating and merging both physical and digital world, merging the something familiar with something more enchanting and making all this very believable to our human brain, even though it looks like it can't exist. And then how did you start incorporating beauty? Like, was that a very purposeful evolution? Yeah, kind of. So... I was doing this video clips, but I thought that I needed to work on something more personal and that I needed one specific project that would be 
just me, like my personality, my aesthetic. And that's something that I struggled to find for years. That's also why I went working in advertising, because I had no artistic personality. So artistic was fine for me. Like it's creative, but then you don't need to put something too personal in your work. Yeah. Did your advertising colleagues and like your clients, did they know you were doing all this? Yeah, they, they knew. They supported me in some way, but... <laughs> what was, yeah, what was like some of the response? So they wouldn't, some of them would, some, my friends were really excited, of course. My bosses wouldn't really bother. And when I quit the company, I think they thought I was just, I, I think they thought it wouldn't really work and that I wasn't really serious, but then it got really serious. And even myself, I like I believed in what I was doing, but at the same time, I thought it might not work. Okay, so maybe I might need to go back to being an art director at some point. Did you say I was going to go be a digital artist, or did you say I'm going to be a 3D makeup artist? No, I thought digital artist, and even like I wanted to work. I thought of even working in digital production. Even for movies or for advertising, like I wanted to do 3D. I wanted to work in VR, AR, metaverse, fully digital world. I really believe there were opportunities there and those opportunities were really exciting to me. And I did this 3D makeup projects kind of by accident. My daily work at the advertising company was to design campaigns for cosmetics brands and makeup brands. So I was scrolling through tons and tons of beauty photographies and makeup images throughout the day. And on the side, I was doing those creatures and floating blobs in videos. And I thought, oh, what if I was doing those 3D creatures shapes but on a face, I've never, I've never seen that before. And at the same time, I was discovering RuPaul Drag Race at the time, All Star 2. So I was pretty late, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's like what the drag queen, it's like what they do. Like the way they transform themselves in their face, but using digital engineering. It was the first time I was seeing this kind of thing on a face. So, I mean... Of course, there was CGI for videos and photographies, but not in a way that it was adornments or jewelry for the face. Yeah. Do you work with any of your colleagues now? Uh, not really. They're still my friends. Yeah. But <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I... <laughs> they're trying. They're trying, though. Like a friend works with, uh, have worked with uh, Saint Laurent, a beauty. Yeah. And several times she tried to add me in a team to, to do something with them, but until now. And since the Prada Beauty Project, it's more difficult for other brands to reach me out because of the exclusivity contract. Yeah, I imagine it's, it's a funny situation now. Mm -hmm. did, they, did you get any of the vibe of like, well, this is the competition. Like we make physical makeup products. Why would we support someone who's going to maybe put us out of business because everybody will put on digital makeup instead? Or is it not like that? That's not what I feel. I feel Good. that, I mean, of course, beauty brands want to be there and 
they feel that they need to be there because so many things are happening in the digital beauty field. So they don't all have to be there, but if they want to experiment and if they have good ideas and concepts to be there, it's a good thing. But I think it will never replace physical makeup unless we live in a complete dystopia where we have no physical bodies anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're little blobs in a glass jar projecting our makeup faces to it's, each other. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem that far sometimes. So how come you went for the face, which makes sense, but are you thinking about the body too, or are you just interested in the face? I'm interested in the body too, but I'm obsessed with the face, as we we all are, especially since social media, you know, the face is the first thing you see in the person. It the, it's the, the first impression. It's the way you express your personality. Of course, you can express your personality with clothes, but your face is your also your emotions, how you express what you want to say to people, how you want to communicate. Sure. So it's just a fascinating canvas. So I guess in social media, it has taken the lead over fashion because of the selfies, because of, again, the first thing you see from someone's account as well. Yeah. And what was that first filter that really put you, whether on the map or gave you the confidence to say, I want to keep doing this, that first project? I don't really know. So of course, the first ever filter, actually it was the second, but the first filter I developed on Snapchat called Future Glass. I developed it at a moment where augmented reality filters were booming and creators all around the world were creating things. So numbers were going up. Everything was super exciting. People were finally also having access to filters that were not only dog ears and puking rainbow. (laughs) Oh my God, the dog ear. Remember how it was like everywhere for a second? It was everywhere. It was huge. We still all love the dog ears. Like it's just uh, iconic. But of course, people want, wanted to see more, and especially myself. But also, of course, that was a pivotal moment for me to see everyone wearing the filters, sharing the filters, having fun with my designs. And I thought, for a long time, I wanted to do, to do augmented reality because I wanted people to have access to my designs. Because when you do CGI, so post-production, when the video is done, it's done. It's just a beautiful video on the screen and no one can try the 3D makeup that the, the person on the video has. And my purpose was really to try to envision the makeup of the future. So if I want to imagine the makeup of the future, people need to wear it. So... Wonderland Studio and later on Spark AR, so uh, Instagram and and Snapchat's augmented reality software, when they were launched, I was, okay, that's it. I need to be there. I need to try the software, even though I didn't want to learn a new software because it's so awful every time to go back to beginner mode. But I don't regret it, of course. But I had some other pivotal moments back when I was doing post-production as well. And thanks to those videos that I did and the tons of collaborations that I did, because I started with doing lots of collaboration with other artists, doing 3D makeup on them, 
Thanks to those, I got noticed by galleries, by magazines, by brands. And thanks to those, I worked with my first ever brand projects, if I'm not mistaken, was with Nike Friends. And they told me, do something with 3D makeup for us. And like Nike, it was so big to me. Like, oh my God, my first brand collaboration. It's one of the coolest brands. Know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. I love beauty, so I am willing to experiment when it comes to, say, makeup or new lip color. But with hair care, if I find something that actually works, I do not need to mess around and keep trying other things. For me, lately, that's been Vegamore, a line designed to make your hair and scalp visibly healthier. 
Jess and I started using Vegamore about 10 months ago now. I've been using the Grow Serum, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but my hair is growing faster than ever. It's not just growing longer, it's thicker too. Like people have been noticing and telling me how great it looks. And I'm not gonna lie, I kind of love when people notice my hair. I use the Vegamore Grow Hair Serum and their revitalizing shampoo and conditioner, but I have to mention that you should not sleep on their dry shampoo. It's great for in-between wash days, but it doesn't build up like some other dry shampoos and it smells really good too. If you get one of Vegamore's value kits, like the Grow Essentials kit or the Everyday kit, which actually has the dry shampoo I was talking about, you can try more than one amazing product at a great savings. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save even more and you never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. If you want gorgeous, healthy hair, the key is consistency and Vegamore makes it easy. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Fat Mascara listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash fatmascara and using the code fatmascara at checkout. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, vegamore.com slash fatmascara, code fatmascara. Mm-hmm. That for sure probably puts you on the map. I'm curious, you mentioned using the two pieces of software that like Snap and Insta allow creators to use to create face filters. I'm wondering what you thought earlier this year when that bold glamour filter was everywhere, like when that went viral. What was your what were your thoughts? It's always very interesting to see socially, psychologically, philosophically, on those point of view, how everything is changing and evolving in this realm. So, of course, I was like, again, (laughs) the norms, the beauty standards, we will never feel beautiful if we continue perpetuating those ideals But then again, I still got fun with the filter. Of course, I tried it on myself, on my friends. And I was like, who is she? I don't want to look like this, you know, but (laughs) I really don't. I I looked fantastic, but that wasn't me. That was some chicks, like super sexy chicks, but not, not my personality. But I'm 39 years old, so I'm mature enough. And I worked on myself enough to, you know, accept my what's considered not pretty enough for our society. And I feel beautiful now, but I didn't feel as beautiful when I was a teenager. So if I had to experience this glamour filter when I was 16, oh my God, I would ask my parents to for lip fillers or for, I don't know, any kind of injections. Like, it's amazing how those filters can enable anyone in a second, in real time, take the boxes of beauty standards and to fit in. Like in real time, you're the best version of yourself regarding to the societal norms. Yeah. 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 So sometimes you need it because you don't feel beautiful. I totally understand this. I'm not against this, but people need to be conscious that the effects are quite dangerous because then you get used to those images of yourself. You see yourself in a mirror and you're like, okay, destroy all the mirrors. 
I'm ugly. You, you get you get yeah. body dysmorphia. We need to talk a lot about this issue because when you when you you get used to your face being different, you you cannot see your real self again. And unfortunately, we were born with the body we have. So unless you're like extremely rich because it's it's expensive to be beautiful nowadays it's not only about having a good dna it's expensive because you need the surgeries you need the injections you need the right products it's like that chris rock quote i'll never i never remember how to say it but it's like there ain't no lotion like money or something like that it's like mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all it is yeah yeah somebody's gonna call me out and tell me exactly how he said it but it's like you get the gist of what i'm saying yeah the best lotion in the world money Yeah. That's kind of why I love the art that you do because I think it plays with those norms in a way that like, yeah, you're never going to have like a holographic baby seal floating in front of your nose. This is art. Like we are, it almost throws that whole bold glamour thing on its head and just says, oh, you think that's going to mess with us? I'll mess with you even more. And I kind of, I think we need that to help us realize that this, the fun of it and to, and to know that this is just fake and not real in a way. What you're doing is open to interpretation, but like... I like what you're doing because it's, to me, beauty has always been about magic and fantasy and the color of a shadow is inspiring. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it takes you away from the moment. It's like, it just literally can just make you kind of stop and go like, ah, it makes you kind of dream. It's not necessarily subversive. It's just maybe what you think what you're doing is subversive. I think it's just kind of, ah, this is a relief. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet of you. I hope it's a relief for, for most of, peop of people using my filter. And I just hope they have fun and that even for a second, they can just enjoy what they're seeing and that maybe they can forget their insecurities and hope they can feel empowered by being an octopus Yeah, it should be. Uh, there, there's been a huge from when when I started in beauty to the moment now. It's like, would I join this industry again? I don't know, <laughs> because when I started, it was not so much about changing who you are. It was about more fun. It's now not so much about changing that. At the pressure, the the pressure part is so turned up. Yes. It's because it has that possibility. Yeah. Like even looking at yourself with the bold glamour, like you're like, I could almost look like that if I yeah. just did this little thing. And that makes it even more. It's very uncanny. It's very weird. And the beauty rituals now, young teenagers, like 12, 14 years old, they are already conscious about the seven, nine, 12 steps oh my to God. beauty, even though their skin is like perfect. It's scary. And I, I like I like the energy that you are bringing back with whether or not they're ever, ever going to really walk around with face filters. I'm sorry, maybe you're committed to this vision. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I don't know if that's really what's going to happen, but I like the I spirit of what you're bringing, what you're bringing back. We did talk a bit about the future, but that's one way it could go. Where else do you see it going? Like, let's think about AI. Have you ever thought of that as part of your creative process or is that not where you want to go with it? I've thought, and I, I'm, I'm working currently with my intern of, on how we could use AI to create things. For me, AI is just a tool to create things. So the way I see AI is, yeah, it's like, a, it's like paint, but 
not intelligent because AI is just made of human thoughts, not more intelligent that, than us. It's just making answers based on inputs that were made by humans. So it doesn't really think. So I'm using AI, for instance, we trained a data set based on my images and we created outputs that were based on my images. Yeah, what do you think of them? They are incredible. So like, give, give us an example. Tell us from like start to finish, what is the AI experience for an, an, an you know, as alpha creation? I mean... I mean, th there's still a lot, a, a lot to do. For me, AI is a tool. I'm training it on my own work because I don't want to steal anybody's work. And also as an experimental point of view, I want to see what the AI can do learning from me. So it's like another me. And then I can get tons, thousand, whatever, millions of output inspired by my work that are beautiful, that are really fascinating, but then what do you do with it? It's just, so some will serve as inspiration, like, uh, oh, I haven't thought of this shape. Oh, what if I try this color and this color? So it can be a time saver for me, more than a direct output of my work, because then that would be a little bit, not lazy, but then what's left to me? Because I enjoy the process of creating. So if creating is just a prompt, I miss using my hands, even though I'm not, I mean, I have a mouse and a keyboard, so I need my hands to work, but I, I need to make something. I think as humans, we would be very sad if like, of course, if AI replaced the considered boring jobs or hurtful jobs, jobs that can hurt your body or mental health. I don't know. Of course, that could be a great help. So we can have more time to for ourselves, to take care of ourselves. But using AI just to replace artistic jobs, then you, you take off all the humanity from art and from creation. So for me, it's just an experiment. But it's never going to be the final output of my work. It's just a software that helps me do more or do different or do faster. Can you tell us, you know, you've just started working with Prada Beauty. Everyone's really excited about what that's going to look like. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect from you there? So, of course, there's lots still in progress and lots of things to be planned for the future. So... I can only talk about what we've done until now, fortunately. <laughs> mm -hmm. But what was super interesting for me, because it's been three years that I've worked with them, and when they reach out to me, we didn't really know what would be my job, to be honest. They were like... <laughs> that's kind of cool. That's really cool. I like, love that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we know there's something to do with you, we want to be ahead of what's happening in beauty and we can feel there's something to do in the digital and you're a pioneer in that field. So what can we do together? Of course, we can do augmented reality fil filters because that's what you do. But can you help us create pigments from pixels? 
I think it's so smart that Prada did that. Like they they were so smart. Because you always read like, you know, okay, this person has hired this makeup artist, this person, uh, and it's the same thing. It's like you can literally plug in. It's like Mad Libs. Like big beauty company has hired big this, so now the big collection. It This one came out of left field, but it, the brand pairing was so smart. Yeah. I thought that was very smart and I was really honored to be the first ever digital makeup artist to work with a physical brand and that really made my work again real you are real I know you don't want to be but you're very real you're (laughs) very very real real. yes (laughs) no they named like my job there is global creative e-makeup director which is like super cool put that on LinkedIn Yeah, sounds legit. Yeah. Have you gotten to play with some of the physical manifestations of the pixels on your own face, I imagine? Oh, yeah, of course. I love all the the pigments. (laughs) I take, I I mean, I'm obsessed by makeup textures. A few years ago, I I thought of doing um, schools of, uh, for learning physical makeup before doing the 3D makeup. Wow. Yeah, I really hesitated in quitting advertising and maybe do makeup. And then I thought, ah, but then maybe I will end up on advertising campaign doing basic foundation and like natural look, which isn't what I want. Because I wanted also, of course, do I wanted to do the runways, the crazy looks, the edgy <laughs> ones, you know. So yeah. until you get to that level, you need to be a makeup superstar, you know. But anyways, the way we approached the work at first, I thought, okay, maybe what if... I would do digital human and I can show you some makeup looks, colors on them. And then we can have a discussion with the physical makeup artist and your team with the labs as well. That was really interesting because we got, we had this conversation and we did workshop with uh, Lindsay Alexander, the Prada Beauty team. Sometimes the, the people from the labs were there. And they would see my textures and colors on screen. And of course, a color on screen can be so vibrant and so intense. It's super challenging to redo that in the physical, with physical pigment and with physical texture. But that was like, they wanted me to be a source of inspiration for the whole team. And yeah, I learned a lot with physical makeup as well and talking to Lindsay and I did some makeup, like physical makeup looks on digital avatar. So I wonder if at some point there will be digital avatar or some way or like a digital. I, I, I still wonder how we can push this. I mean, I, I have answers for, for myself, but with Prada, how we can push this. Because for now, the digital part can be seen as uh, inspiration and augmented reality filter, which we need to develop more but then there's the metaverse how you how can you use the makeup there can you apply makeup on your digital avatar yeah like not just a skin but i want to go in there and enjoy the physical crafting project which is some of the fun parts of putting on makeup the like the physicality of the art like you were talking about before like the making process ooh digitizing that mm so You've gotten to play around with Prada's products. You clearly are a beauty girl. Are there any products you personally like to use every day? We ask all our guests this, but what are some of your favorites? 
I'm not doing this because, uh, of course, I'm going to say that, I mean, not of course, but I love the Prada lipsticks and I've had tons. This is ridiculous. I have like all those prototypes. Oh, fun. Yeah. What are they next to in your kit that you just showed us? They're, they're next to my computer. So every time I have a call, I mean, they, they are all the lipstick that I wear every day. So I okay, don't want do to like have all, right. all of them in, in my in my bag, but I'm wearing this one right now. Every time I have a call, I wear a lipstick because my lips are so small. I need color to, <laughs> to like them. But they're, again, I, I don't want to praise them, but I think their formulas is really nice. And I wasn't wearing that much lipstick before because when it stays long, it tends to dry. And when it's matte, it tends to dry my lips. And when it's a gloss, then it's just annoying and my hair gets in the way and sticks to the, to the gloss. So otherwise, I was a huge fan of Milk Makeup for a long time. I loved the, the way it's very easy to apply with your fingers. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a finger girl. Mm -hmm. I put the, a little foundation with my fingers, uh, the blush, my fingers. Oh, okay. Okay, I know what my, my favorite beauty product of the past years. It's the Glisten Cosmetics liners. Glisten Cosmetics? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of liquid liners. So I don't know if you can see. It's like. We can see, yeah. And it's little, uh, not pouch, but little round boxes. And you mix it with water. Oh, and then you can liner. create crazy liners oh glisten wet liners good color payoff huh yeah. yeah oh my god yes the neon bundle oh i see chroma flakes mm -hmm. oh. oh pretty yeah i got i discovered this on i think it's may tammy uh, she's a makeup artist on on instagram and she creates amazing amazing liners uh liners look and yeah i got really, I got tons of colors from, from, from that brand. I love that you're experimental in your makeup too. Cause sometimes it's like artists are always like, Oh, I'm in the neutral canvas, but I love that you also play with color and fun on your own face. Then you're a true beauty girl. <laughs> I think I look like my work kind of. Yeah. I could totally see that. I'm colorful. I like uh, glitters <laughs> and iridescent textures and I have pink hair. I guess that helps to recognize where do you get your hair? Do you get your hair done at the same salon or do you do it yourself? So once a year I go to a specialist because bleaching, my hair is super long, so I don't want to bleach them and burn them. So I go to a hair salon and then every time I need to reapply pigments, I do that myself because it can get very expensive. Yeah. What kind of hair dye do you <laughs> use? Manic Panic, most, mostly. Okay. Classic. Okay. Yeah. Classic, vegan. The, the, the pigments are quite strong, though the quality is really nice. Nice. Oh, this could be, you could also be a 3D hairstylist. We could get into that too. We could do colors for hair. Yeah. So I thought, and I had the opportunity to do a collaboration at some point, but I, I don't remember why the project got canceled, but I was quite excited to do something like not only from the, for the face only, but like mm -hmm. face to hair, because it's a, Anything related to self-expression and personality. Yeah, the octopus tentacles, get them into the hair, not just on the face. I could see it. All right, I'm done. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get in on your work. This is your, your world you've created. Jess, do you want to do the Fat Mascara 5? Let's do it. Yeah, Ines, we do this at the end of every little 
episode. So it's a quick round of questions for you. Okay. So quick questions, quick answers. Lightning round. What was the first physical makeup product you ever bought? I don't want to sound boring. I think it might be a mascara or maybe a glass from Lancome. You remember those glass called Juicy Something from the 2000s? Juicy Tubes. The Juicy Tubes. What was your first social media handle? Or just your first handle, yeah. I think it was China BB. Because China used to be like my, yeah, my parents wanted to call me China when, when I was born. And the mayor in, in Paris, I mean, the mayor, the admin, minist, French administration thought that didn't sound French enough. So they couldn't call me China. So they changed to Ines. Is that something that the French administration has say over names? No, I think today is fine, even though there depends. I don't really know. I think it's better now. I think you have more freedom. But uh, French are quite racist, unfortunately. So sometimes they may give their opinion on on your names, even though this you was back in the eighties. I'm guessing you were born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eighty five. Hmm. Oh, well, you, you got yours with China, what was it, it whatever your handle was. China BB. China, China BB. BB. China yeah. BB. Okay. What kind of music do you listen to while you're working, if you listen to music at all? Or what songs do you like to listen to? Sometimes I really love listening to video games music like Animal Crossing or Final Fantasy <laughs> That sounds like my own personal hell. (laughs) You know what? No, it's just because it's so repetitive. It's like, but I could see that would push you forward. I could see that for work. That makes sense to me. Yeah, when I need to focus, Animal Crossing for just like feeling good and focused, Animal Crossing. But then if if you're not focused enough, then you notice the pattern and the repetitive melody and then you get crazy. And then you're like, oh, I can't stand it anymore. I, I could see that element in your work. All right, what, do you, what would you be doing on one of your days off? Where would we find you? Playing video games. <laughs> Which one? What are you playing right now? Right now I'm playing Final Fantasy 16, even though it's beautiful, but it's not as otherworldly and cute as it used to be. Mm. Back with Final Fantasy X, Wizard, which is amazing. But still, it's like super well made, of course. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, there, there, there are not enough colors and, and cute animals, uh, I would say. Your feedback has been noted. I hope so. <laughs> now, what do you do to make sure you get your beauty sleep? I try to not be on my phone in bed. Of course, it's by my side because I'm diabetic, so I need my phone to scan my patch. And it's also, as everyone now, it's also my alarm. But what I do is I, I turn off my Wi-Fi box before sleeping. Smart. Oh. Without the Wi-Fi box, my 4G is awful, so I can't even listen to a podcast. So it forces I have no but, you. Yeah, I have no choice but disconnect. I'm thinking about getting a regular old school alarm clock, like the radio alarm clock. Yeah, it was good enough. Yeah, it was good enough for a while. Then your phone's not even tempting you sitting there. 
But we want it there for you for your health, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you might need Jess, it. Jess, I support you in your journey. Right? Well, I'm not a big phone scroller. My, I don't like looking at my phone in the bed, but I just don't even, like, just get the phone out of there. Yeah, a good old book, just to wind down. Also, because with the phone, you get sometimes excited. And then, uh, I, I used to do it. Sometimes I do it. So sometimes I doom scroll on TikTok when my Wi-Fi box isn't turned What are you off. doom scrolling about? Cute animals, some feminist content, cultural, societal content. I, I hear you. I hear you. And it's not a good thing before bed, you know? You watch societal <laughs> You want to rage. <laughs> no, I ask for dog rage. videos, but then you start getting the other stuff. and Yeah. yeah. You're yeah, like no, no. puppies, kittens. You're like ready to flip a table. You're ready to take to the streets. And then you're like, all right, I got to go out of bed. <laughs> Yeah, so no, it's it's a trap. Never to open trap. TikTok before bed. It's it's a trap. Hot tip for beauty sleep. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we need to sleep to to be to feel better and to be. I mean, to be beautiful. It, we, we it's again no pressure. You should sleep well for your health, not to be pretty. Yeah, beauty the, inside and out. Like everybody exactly. needs a good night. I I can't wait to see what filter you're working on next. You need like a filter for like the revolution. Yeah. Vive la révolution. <laughs> so, you're so you know a bit of French. <laughs> I've named your filter, though. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to see what you do next. We loved having you on the podcast, sharing a little bit of your world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, 
you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.